Welcome to No Baller, a daily thoughtful exploration of the world of sports. I'm Chris Rawl. Thank you for joining me today. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about college football, what it means to me, what it means to others, and how the sport is in a state of flux. Let's get it on. What is college football to me? Um, that is a line that I came across in a tweet thread a couple days ago. The sport itself is in a state of change, and it's trying to figure out what it wants to be. And the power brokers, they announced this morning that they are seriously contemplating a 12-team playoff. Okay, We currently have a 14-team playoff. That's different from the past when we did not have a playoff. And there's a lot of uncertainty with where the future of college football is headed. So everybody has opinions on this very fact. What is college football to me? What is college football to you? What is it that motivates me and drives me to watch a sport like college football? So I come across a tweet thread that's stemming from this entire debate and discussion. And I was very interested in seeing a lot of the responses because this is the sport... I grew up watching. It's the very first thing in my entire life that I have vivid memories of that are very passionate and, and real and visceral and connected to nostalgia in a way that is very powerful to me as an individual. And college football has that for a lot of different people. So I'm, I'm going through this tweet thread because I love seeing stuff like this. I love seeing what connects others to a sport that I myself am so connected with, you know, and I'm reading some of them and there's responses like, oh, I used to tailgate at, you know, University of Florida, and I love this and this and this. And, and then another person, I love the bowl games and all the things that go into that. And, and it sparked my mind, and I started getting really into it because while I'm thinking about my own personal memories and what college football means to me, I'm seeing it through the prism of these other people. And it's this great, unique world that college football is where it's completely different for each individual, but connected as parts of this same whole, right? And, and that's the greatest strength of college football to someone like me. The fact that you can have so many different experiences that, that tie into this sport, and yet we all can identify with one another, despite the fact that my experience is very different from this person's and this person's and this person's. That's a really cool connection point to have in life in general, much less within the world of sports. So I mentioned the power brokers meeting um, and where college football is trying to go, which is most inevitably playoff expansion, which those of you who have paid attention to me know that I am anti-playoff. If I had my way, we would go back to the way things were 25 years ago when each conference had bowl tie-ins and number one didn't necessarily play number two at the end of the year. And it embraced the regionality of college football that I love. And everything didn't boil down to the very simple question of, well, we just want to figure out who the national champion is. It, it embraced all the crazy, weird wackiness that, that college football is to me. You know, it, it's a weird Mountain West title race. It's watching Nebraska football when I'm young. It's determining who the Heisman Trophy winner is and all these different things that go into that sport. That, that's what I loved about college football. And it has become decidedly not that as time has progressed 
And the more I hear news like we're going to expand to a 12-team playoff or maybe even beyond that to a 16-team or things along those lines, what college football once was, is it's definitely never going to be that again. Um, and I'm stuck in the middle of trying to determine what this sport means to me moving forward. Okay. So I, I'm reading an article from The Athletic the other day. Stuart Mandel, he's a college football writer for them and a guy who I greatly enjoy reading his work. And I want to read to you a couple paragraphs that tie into what I'm talking about and kind of move forward with this conversation. The beauty of college football Saturdays to me was always the stakes. In no other sport can one game swing the entire season. We've already seen the stakes diminished from the BCS days when USC losing to Oregon State on a Thursday night in September ruined its national title hopes to the college football playoff, where last year's big Clemson-Notre Dame game in November wound up having zero impact on anything. Now imagine a world where a team can lose two or three times and still make it. That being said, going back to the way things were is not an option here. The sport is stuck in an unhealthy place right now where entire sections of the country are eliminated before November 1. It would be a good thing to have more teams, not less, still in the hunt over the last month of the season. End quote. The way things were. That's the sentence that sticks out to me. Um, and it speaks to me on a very deep level because I'm a very nostalgic person. And I love kind of delving into things in the past that I have a really uh, strong connection with. And as life has gone on, like I've gone out of my way to try and be nostalgic in a way that is always positive. And in fact, I actually pride myself on the ability to do that, whether that's within a, a relationship, you know, and identifying in the moment, this is really cool and really good. And I'm glad that I am able to be a part of a relationship with another person in a way that that creates all of these positive emotions and, and memories for me and within me. And even if that dissolves into nothingness down the road, um, it doesn't take away what I had there. And, and again, I, I take a lot of pride in being able to do that with a lot of my life's experiences. And there are a lot of things that stand out as I was thinking about the today's episode when it comes to that sentence, the way things were. You know, it, nostalgia can always strike in, in very strange ways. There's the famous Don Draper Mad Men line where he's talking about the carousel and he has these, I'll paraphrase, but he has something along the lines of nostalgia in Greek literally means the pain of an old wound. And he goes on to say, it's a twinge in your heart, far more powerful than memory alone. Two lines that really stick with me because nostalgia, it straddles a line that can be positive or negative depending on how you interpret it. Um, a lot of people will delve into the past and say, man, I really, really, really miss this thing and I wish I could return to the way things were. And then others, and this is the way that I try to interpret th this particular emotion is, wow, that was really cool and, and I love that that was a part of my life even if I'm never going to have that there again, you know? And this stuff strikes in a variety of ways and a lot of times you can't actually control it. I remember when I transitioned jobs about eight years or so ago, I was working at a sprinkler place, which was, it was not a job that I'm trying to turn into a career. I was working it while I went to college and I had grander designs for myself when it came to what I would do professionally, right? And yet the day that I was leaving, I worked there for, you know, five or six years, a long amount of time. 
And the day that I was leaving, you know, I say goodbye to everybody, people who I liked and enjoyed being around. And as I was walking out, like I had just this feeling, you know, that, that nostalgic feeling that you can sometimes find in the moment where I'm just like, oh, this is something that is not going to be a part of my life that was a really integral part of my life. For better or for worse, it doesn't necessarily have to be one of those two things, but it was just a really hard, or, or not a hard part, it was a really measurable part of my life that wasn't going to be in it ever again moving forward. And so I just remember walking like there was the, we had a fence with these white slats through and I was just kind of walking through it and I looked back and I could see kind of the shop and everything in the past or in the back of me and I was just like, hmm, this is, this is a moment. Like this is how you feel a moment within an actual moment. Um, I recently moved and as I've gotten older, I try to identify things within the moment and I try to go out of my way to do that. This is something that's really cool to me and means something to me and I'm going to savor it in the moment and then, I'm, and then if I want to, to dip back into the past down the road, I will be able to do so and remember in a manner that, that I find to be beneficial to how I process life. In my old house, I talked about it on our prior show, my backyard was just the mountain. So you could go out there and you could just sit for days and just look up, you know, there's the trees out there and the birds are chirping, the mountainsides right there. You could watch the sun come up in the morning over it or when the sun was going down, it would bank all the, the shades of color against the mountainside as it changed from red to orange to yellow to, to black at night. And, and I remember the last time I'm there, I'm just kind of sitting out on the porch looking and savoring it. And I'm just like, this is really cool. And I'm glad that this was a part of my life. And it's not to say I'll never be able to go into the mountains again or any of those things. They're, they're all different avenues for, for finding things that make you happy. But that particular way of consuming a setting like that, where I go and sit on my back porch in that particular spot, like that goes away. And I don't sit here in present day going, I wish I could go back to the way things were when it comes to something like that. I go, that was cool that that was a part of my life, but I've moved forward. And now I, I'm going to go and search out new opportunities and experiences and try to find those and, and try to provide myself with the same amount of joy or happiness that those other experiences provided. So I tell you all of these stories because, again, I take a lot of pride in being able to do that in the vast majority of areas of my life. And the one area that I really struggle with doing that with walking that razor's edge of nostalgia between wishing and trying to go back to the way things were and recognizing that that moment's gone and just celebrating it for what it was college football that's the area that i i really i struggle to understand what the sport means to me in present day and moving forward relative to what it used to mean to me so I'll tell you a story about college football because it is something that I hold very dearly. And indeed, as I mentioned at the start of this segment, it's something that my earliest memories of really vivid emotion and passion are tied into the sport. You know, I'm talking when I'm six years old and seven years old, I remember watching Nebraska football games. I remember watching BYU football games. I was living on BYU camps at the time. I remember going to BYU football games. And 
just feeling that roller coaster of emotion that I would really grow to love and savor my entire life. I remember feeling that at six years old, which is super cool, right? And that's the way that things were. I remember in 1997, in November of that year, I'm a huge Nebraska football fan. And Nebraska was playing Missouri. Nebraska was undefeated at the time. And again, this is in the pre-playoff era, which in my opinion, lent itself to the best possible version of college football, which is every game meant everything. It was a playoff every single week. The regular season meant everything. It didn't matter if it was week one. It didn't matter if it was the last week of the season. Um, it was just such an incredibly unique season relative to any other sport. And that's what drove me to college football. So it's the start of November in 1997 and Nebraska's undefeated. Um, and there are other undefeated teams that year, most notably Michigan, who they would go on to split the national title with. So they're jockeying for who's going to play who, and Nebraska can't afford a loss and still keep a national title dream alive. So they're playing Missouri in what becomes one of the most famous games in Nebraska history, known as the flea kicker game. Nebraska's down seven. They're driving at the end of the game. And I've been watching this game at my house with my buddy. He and I were big Nebraska football fans. We'd run outside. It's the old cliche of like what people remember about football, but it rings true for me. We'd run out between commercial breaks and at halftime, we'd go throw the football in the backyard. You know, I'd pretend to be Scott Frost or Almond Green and he'd do vice versa. Then we'd zip back inside and we'd go, oh no, Nebraska. Oh, come on. We're freaking out like weird fans do, which is again, part of the draw of a sport like college football. So Nebraska's down seven. And I can remember like everything that's going into an experience like this, which is again, something that I find to be so cool about nostalgia in general, and really what your mind chooses to remember about things that you were passionate about. My parents had a waterbed. They kept the TV in their room because they knew that I was such a weird ass that I would just be watching sports day and night and doing who knows what to himself in the confines of his own room to late night sports center. And so they put the TV in their room. It's this old JC Penney's TV that you literally sometimes had to hit on the top to make the picture come back into focus. We were not a high technology family. And because it's in their room, they don't have a good couch or chair, or anything to sit on. They just had a waterbed that was set up right by the TV, which is where they would sleep. So my friend and I are perched on the edge of this waterbed, watching this little JCPenney's box. You know, it weighed a hundred pounds and it was a 12 inch screen. And so we're watching this game, Nebraska's driving, they're down seven. The entire season is on the line because this is the format of college football at the time. I'm smacking the top of the box. My buddy's going, hit it again. We got I can't tell what's going on in the play, right? So it boils down to the final play of regulation. And Scott Frost, who is now Nebraska's coach, another strange nostalgic thread and connection to what Nebraska once was, what college football once was, and what it is in present day. He's the quarterback for Nebraska, and he drops back to pass. They're inside the 10-yard line. He's bouncing around the pocket. The clock's ticking down. Brent Musburger, he's announcing it for ABC at the time, you know, one of the most famous, iconic voices in college football. And he's, he's going frost, this and that. Oh, he doesn't have anybody open. So he's bouncing around. He throws it to the end zone. Dude named Shevin Wiggins on Nebraska. It hits him. He's got defenders all around him. Hits him in the chest. The ball pops up in the air, and it's like a movie moment almost. He falls down on his back, and his legs now are whipping up, and he kicks the ball up into the air, like literally suspended there 
like a movie moment, like you see in slow motion on any movie that deals with sports and you scoff at because nothing really happens like that in life. And another of Nebraska's receivers, his name's Matt Davison. He comes diving from the back of the end zone for this ball. So there's, there's all of these iconic pictures that come from this moment. One of them is Matt Davison after he's caught this ball and he's holding it up just like this. And there's these iconic pictures of Nebraska offensive players and Missouri defenders, and they're all congregated around this ball and it's popped up in the air and Matt Davison's diving in. There's so many things that went into this particular moment that I like, I will see in present day, I'll see a picture, I'll see a highlight and like, I'll get goosebumps immediately. It's one of the most iconic memories that I personally have when it comes to college football. So Nebraska scores a touchdown and going back into just the weird things your mind remembers, my friend and I are freaking out, you know? So now Nebraska is an extra point away from forcing overtime. And they had a, who would go on to be an NFL kicker. His name's Chris Brown. Really, really, really good kicker. <laughs> and I remember just sitting there and we were both convinced that somehow he would miss the extra point because we're like, this is the only thing that could ruin that. Like, that's the craziest thing that's ever happened in college football. He's going to miss the extra point. He luckily comes in. He drills it. Nebraska gets the ball first in overtime, scores. They stop Missouri. And that's the ball game. So now I have this incredible memory of Nebraska football. And it wasn't just that the game was now, it extended Nebraska's undefeated season. It kept alive their national title hopes, which they would go on to indeed realize at the end of the season. But it was tied into the really specific format of what college football was, which was a weekly playoff every single week. It was the most motivating factor of why I personally loved college football. You know, so I see that tweet thread that I mentioned at the top of the show. What is college football to me? And I think about stuff like that. I think about how I would watch college football week one of the regular season or week two or an early November game. And it was everything, you know, the whole world was always riding on the outcome. And I love that. I love that adrenaline rush that comes from watching a game that you can clearly identify how high the stakes are whether that's you just from betting on it, whether that's you emotionally investing as a fan, whether it's any of the various reasons that you get fired up about something as asinine as a college football game. And yet something that when you engage with and when you have memories like I have, it becomes really powerful. And again, a really incredible connection point across your fandom and another person's fandom and, and spread that out to just, any fan in general. So those two sentences I keep coming back to, the way things were and what is college football to me. And I think about that, I've thought about that a lot over the last few years as the playoff has ramped up and as the things that drew me to college football, as they're not there and I realize they're not coming back, I think about the way things were and I think about how do I move forward past that point? How do I identify things that may not be as impactful to me, but things that keep driving me back to the sport? What is college football to me? Is it something as simple as Nebraska winning a national title like they did in 1997 uh, in that, after that Missouri game? Tom Osborne, he was the coach at the time, an iconic figure within college football. It ends up being his last season. 
they go on to beat Peyton Manning in Tennessee in the Orange Bowl. And there's all these really cool pictures that came from that and these really cool moments within my mind. I remember watching that game. And again, in my parents' bedroom, they pound on them. They win 42-17. I remember Amon Green rushing for a bunch of yards. I remember Nebraska's defense just strangling the life out of Peyton Manning. And I remember all of these post-game shots of Tom Osborne uh, hugging his players and getting Gatorade dumped on him. And then he announces his retirement. And there was at no point during that time, and maybe that's because I was young, maybe that's just because I was riding the high of how good Nebraska was and I couldn't perceive a world where that would ever change. But I wasn't fully aware in the moment of what that stretch of Nebraska football would mean to me and also the fact that it would never be that again. So when I think about the line, what is college football to me? If it's as simple as if Nebraska's winning or not, uh, if I'm being honest with myself, that's a very grim future for college football. Like my favorite team hasn't been good in 20 years. It doesn't seem like there's any clear identifiable path that they will be able to be good moving forward. And it definitely seems like such a far-fetched reality where Nebraska could ever be a national title contender consistently again, that like it almost doesn't even make sense to engage with that idea. So if that's my motivating factor, like college football is going to be diminished in my opinion. Um, what is college football to me? Is it the fact that it used to have the best regular season in sports and now it's gone and it's trying to mimic a more professional style playoff? Is it is college football as simple as just engaging with the idea that the only thing that should matter is finding a national champion? And so whatever way they can go about finding that, the most equitable manner, is that what college football is to me moving forward? Like that that's different from what I loved about it in the past. So either I have to come to grips with what it will be moving forward or uh, I have to not engage with it on such a really hardcore emotional level as I have in the past. Is it the incredible atmosphere that college football brings? The fact that you have a sport that is the exact same football, it's played the same way, the same rules everywhere, and yet within college football, you can go to Gainesville, Florida and get a completely different experience than you can in Lincoln, Nebraska, which is completely different from what you get at Cougar Stadium here in Provo or completely different from what you get in Alton Stadium in Oregon. Like there's so many different things that are really cool that even as the sport changes, I can go, you know what? That's a really good motivating factor for me to love this sport and hopefully continue to create really powerful, impactful memories that, that as I move along, you know, I feel that twinge in the heart far more powerful than memory alone. The regionality of college football, that's another great draw. You know, when we go and travel around the United States of America, I live here in Utah, and yet every time I go to another part of this country, one of my favorite things is I always have strange college sports shirts on, you know, that could be a Nebraska shirt, it could be a Louisiana Monroe shirt, who knows. The main point is I'll go into other areas and I'll see other people wearing similar stuff and I'll start talking. And the next thing I know, I'm talking about Missouri football with a complete stranger. And I'm sharing this Nebraska-Missouri experience. Or I'm in Florida and I'm talking about Florida State football with a stranger and I'm telling them about the time, yeah, I watched Florida State play Florida uh, the year that Tim Tebow won the Heisman, 2007. I'll never forget the moment. He has this run in the first quarter and the place is like the loudest place I've ever been. I'm in the student section in Gainesville. 
people are freaking out of their minds. And Tim Tebow on a third down, he rolls out of the pocket, runs in for the end zone. And like I can still remember the actual feeling of the ground and the stadium shaking and like the actual chorus of voices screaming, all these crazy swamp people. And like I could feel it in my actual body, the sound and, and the vibrations from the earth and from the noise. And it was just this like incredible euphoric thing. Like those are the connection points that college football will always be to me, regardless of whether or not the playoff season or the, the regular season means everything or whether or not it turns into a sport where the only thing that matters is this single-minded focus on, did you make the playoff? Did you win the national title? Um, and are we now a sport where because of this expanded playoff, and because of this theoretical possibility of everybody being able to be included in a national title hunt, is this a sport that is so different from what it once was in the past that, uh, that I either can't find something that I love about it, or based on all these things that I'm saying, is it a sport that I can look at and go, okay, the way things were, they're not coming back. And I'm content with that and I'm at peace with that because that's how I process life. Um, and, and now I'm going to go and I'm going to find all the things that I can from this sport that I'm passionate about. And, and they might be new and they might be foreign compared to what they once were. But I'm going to go and I'm going to find those things. And that's going to drive me for what I follow and what I love about this sport moving forward.